Hello, yes, we're back. Youth Initiative Scotland podcast number three. What a show we have for you today. If you're interested in hearing more about what we're doing, go to our website, youthinitiativescot.com. Follow us on Twitter at YISC underscore 2018 or on Instagram and Facebook at Youth Initiative Scotland. Today we have the honour of hearing from Curtis Harmon. Curtis is a young man working for Youth Initiatives in Northern Ireland. He's been involved in Youth Initiatives for about eight years as a young person volunteer and subsequently working for them. He tells us about the various challenges he's faced, the various opportunities he's had and the various uh, chances he's taken uh, to further his life and develop himself and uh, better himself. So I'd highly recommend taking the next half hour to just spend time listening to what he's got to say to him as his story. It was a very enjoyable interview to do and I hope you enjoy it. All the best, God bless. So ladies and gentlemen, we have Curtis Harmon joining us today. It's a pleasure, a privilege to interview this young man. Um, a young man who I've seen try and do a lot of things and succeed in a lot of things. And uh, <laughs> we've, we've, we've been through different things together. Um, and it's a pleasure to see the man <laughs> Curtis is becoming, see everything that is, uh, he's, he's been able to do with his life. So that pleasure is yours today because we'll interview him and he'll tell us a little bit about his upbringing and life and, and everything that's going on. So Curtis before we get started, before we get into it, do you want to tell us a little bit about how things are going, what you're up to, uh, how you're keeping busy in, your, in this time, this mad time? Yeah, yeah. Cheers Andy, it's great to be here. Um, great to have you on. Always good to, to follow up with people you don't get to see every day. Um, and maybe this is one of the silver linings in this difficult time of, yeah. um, that we do get to have, do you know what I mean, these conversations with people. Um, trying to keep myself busy. Um, a lot of fitness stuff. Um, trying to keep training. Doing mad challenges. Uh, the younger brothers in the house show. Roping him in, trying to do everything and anything that we can to pass the day without uh, going crazy. Um, kicking up all the old school stuff, you know. Wall at the front, kicking a ball off the wall again. Feel like you're a teenager again. It's uh-huh. great. But like yourself, staying busy. Do you know what I mean? Staying busy with the YI stuff, trying to trying to adapt to the Zoom, trying to get our young guys on, um, trying to be as creative as we can with them. I mean, it's good. It's uh, to be fair, it's interesting because you 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 tweak in that part of the brain that you maybe not be so used to with the creative mm-hmm. side of it, having to be like, okay, in the moment, what do we do? How can we get these guys engaged? What can we? What's the mm-hmm. best way for them mm-hmm. is to enjoy it and not feel like they're in a classroom and, and stuff like that. So going busier than I thought it would be, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but we have all our days that are our days that are still feel like they're a week. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, last week felt like an age. I don't know why. It just sort of just felt long. Every day was long, yeah. but no, it was good. Um <laughs> right, good stuff. You You're doing some doing some good stuff. A wee shout out if uh, if you're not following Youth Initiatives West Belfast or Youth Initiatives on Instagram, uh, then go and follow it, and you can see your TikTok and see some of Curtis's challenges. Um, <laughs> some impressive, some impressive feats achieved already in this lockdown. Um, so, <laughs> tell us a little bit, Curtis, about. Um, so let's get into like <clears throat> your upbringing, your your background. Where, where did you grow up? You're obviously from Belfast. Where, whereabouts in Belfast did you grow up and what was that? what's that area like? 
So I grew up in uh, West Belfast, a place called uh, Tunbrook. Um, it's a uh, well to me. It was it was my wee bubble. Um, so I didn't really know much difference. But it, as you get older, you notice it is a bit of a would be seen of a socially deprived area. Um, a lot of these guys. Actually, one of the statistics um, I remember a guy telling me in in our area, only four percent go on to higher education um, in the whole area, um, which was a wee bit was a little bit crazy actually when I heard that stat. Um, it's a it's a it's an area that can be quite territorial. Um, we we grew up in a wee bubble, and Tunbrook is our Tunbrook. It's our home. Um, a lot of people who grew up as kids stay here, have their own mm-hmm. kids here. Um, and it has that cycle, it had that feel about it. Um, and you had that growing up, you knew like all families knowing each other um, through different things like, are oh, you, so you're at home and oh, yes, I know your uncle, I know your aunt or mm-hmm. things like that. And it was, a, it's quite a small, small area. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. But you could tell that it was like, it's our Trumberg and mm-hmm. we could say what we want about it, but it was ours, if that makes sense. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? You could say what you wanted about the area, but it was ours. Um, but it's been, it's, it's, it's times have changed. You've seen a lot of people then go outside or move out um, or even further out um, in the places like Lisburn or even further again. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's been good. I uh, grew up in the area, three three schools. You sort of, one side of Trumberg went to one primary school, our side went to, went to a primary school called St. Mark's that actually no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both got amalgamated in the one, in the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had St. Luke's, St. Mark's, and now they're both. In the in the one school, um, which was interesting. Um, so yeah, grew up grew up in this area, and like I said, you had your friends who were you could see you could see all our front doors um, if you walked out in your front garden. Um, we just run about together playing football. The old, old school, you know, like you would have run around wrapping doors. There was no text. There was no WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. There was the most we had was MSN. <laughs> but that's how you got your mates out. You wrap you wrap their door. <laughs> and it was like, well, you're coming out, yeah, mom, and I play football, and that was it, you were from a crack of dawn kicking a ball. Um, so, yeah, and that was pretty much how we spent our days. Now, we did go on and a bit more mischief, but we'll keep it simple for now and just have football. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what, so, you said you went to St. Mark's. What was St. Mark's like then? What was, uh, what was your high school like? And how did you get on at school? Did you like it? Did it work for you? Is that... Is that high school, secondary school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, we uh, went to some marks. Again, not younger age through P one to P seven. Um, you sort of just floating about. I got by. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was quite smart at just stuff, but I could coast. I was always clever and could just get by by doing what I knew was the bare minimum. Um, and then that travelled in the secondary school. But I was the first of my family to actually go down the road. So there, there was a, there's a one high school in our area, which is called St. Collins, as you know, but uh, that was the one high school in our area. So me and a few of my friends at the primary seven, we actually went down the road to a school called LaSalle. Um, and I loved, I did, I loved my time there. I love LaSalle. But the problem was first to third year was dead on, brilliant, kept your head down, you focused on school, it was doing really, really well. And then, and then you get popular, um, you get friends, you join a football team, um, the school football team, and then your education doesn't become the main source uh, at school anymore. Um, so you sort of start to dip. And I'd done the same thing. I coasted because uh, I knew I could. Um, I'd done my GCSEs. I'd done okay. Um, I came out with six. I got, I got, I got two A's, three B's, and a C. 
Um, so okay. it came out, it came out okay. Yeah. Um, I done enough to get it went further. So I went on the DA levels, and then that's when I got interested. Um, I have a bit of a temper. Um, and one day I was behind on coursework. Um, I was just getting fed up. I don't like coursework, if I'm being honest. I prefer the practical side, so I always enjoy tests. I always done better with tests than doing coursework because I was always like, I can put it off to the next day, I can put mm -hmm. it off, I can put it off. And before you knew it, it was due in. Uh, so you were staying up all night trying to smash it. So I never done, I never done well with the coursework side because I was too late excuses to put it off. Um, when it came to tests and practical side of things, that's where I would excel. Um, so I, I do my ASs, um, done quite well. Um, and then one day I was, I was handing a coursework deadline and uh, the head, head of year. So then I handed it to him, he gave me a bit of a bargain. Blah, 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 the usual. Blah, blah, blah. Get the guy, no problem. So I had that. Then I went down to PE and we went in our PE 11 class and I sat down and then that teacher, he then decided to try and jump on the bandwagon and give me another bargain. And I read mist, don't cry about this no more, threw the chair at him, walked out, never went back. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then that was it. I decided to be like, no, nah, school doesn't suit me. Don't like it. Mm. Don't like sitting behind a desk, having to start blackboard. Um, all day. I prefer to be hands on. So I started working. Um, so yeah, and then that was that was my journey. It went a little quick for my teenage years, which you learn the hard, which doesn't always work out. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Cheers. Thanks for saying that. Um, I didn't know you had a temper, did you? Okay. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> Some people don't get to see the side of it, you know. I, mean? I don't think you've ever seen it. <laughs> I, I've, been on, I've been on a football pitch with you. Um, I've seen it all right. <laughs> so, it's all for a good, good cause. Aye, aye. When it means something to you, it means something to you. Do you know what I mean? It's, you're passionate, it means it. something to you. That's okay, to an extent. <laughs> and that's it. Um, yes, yes, to an extent. What, uh, so, at what point then... At what point in all that did you meet YI? Hey, where did you come in contact with youth initiatives? So I, I met YI roughly in the middle of that. So you could call it God, I don't know, but I was at the right place at the right time. One day going, obviously down the road. So it was actually going to the Salle one day down the road and a few of our friends were like, uh, Curtis, we're going to the dance all the weekend. Uh, this would have been on Monday. And they were like, we're going to the dance So they said to me and Gary, which was a friend, a good friend. Um, we were on the bus at the same time, and they were like, "Go on, we as dancers at the weekend. Do you want to go?" And we were like, "Oh, right, sure, why not? We're not doing with no football." And we were like, "Yeah, no problem. Let's go." For some reason, that weekend we didn't have a match, uh, which was surprising. So we were like, "No problem, whatever." Um, and they were like, "Right, but you have to come up on Wednesday night. You have to come up mm. so you can, we can sign you up and get you going." And we were like, "Right, dead on." Turns out we actually had good football training, so we didn't go. Um, so we didn't actually end up making it up. So they were like, listen, well, we got your permission slip here. We're going to scan it and then just sign it and show up. So we were like, all right, they don't give us it. So they give us it the next day on, on school. So we came home, went to my mum. I went, mum, going away at the weekend here with these club bounces, will you sign it? Now, I take into consideration, I'd never set foot in YI at this point. Because mm -hmm. she thought it was the other youth club that we had went to. So she was like, yeah, yeah. You know, we signed that, showed up at the Laurel Glen on the Friday, get on the bus. Paid, uh, give her permission slip, give her money, um, and then we went on the residential, and that's how we actually started. Um, that's how I got there, got involved in my was friends on a bus one day randomly saying, Do you want to just come on this residential? Do we get and been there ever since? Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, 
Cool. So you met YI randomly um, through through friends. That's cool. Um, what were the so then you, then you ended up there? You'd never been to. You never experienced it. Um, presumably, it was a lifeline residential. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. the so lifelines fifteen to eighteen year olds program in West Belfast, and so the what were some of the things that you liked about it um, straight away, and then what made you. Obviously, you went that weekend. What made you come back then and start attending? Yeah, yeah, it was great when we were when we were there. It was brilliant, but there was obviously why I was a faith based organisation, and one of the things that they had was like a night prayer. And me and Guy were looking at each other, going, "What are we signed up for? What are we doing?" <laughs> and, and we just looked at Kirsty. We just looked at Kirsty and was like, "Get us home!" Like people up singing, praying, and we were going. Uh, Kirsty didn't tell us this and she was all oh, like we do this but it's like after a suit you do whatever and the prayer went on for a good 45 minutes then our and we were looking at each other like how do we get home how, like we how do we go home here and but then when we when we get put into our room so you're like we, we had a room of like at this point we had a room of like 15 people and it was in our you had all your bunks and blah 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 and it was lads from so that at this point this lifeline was all areas so there was like east Farmbridge um, and things like that. So we had all the areas at once. So, um, so you were getting to meet these guys, and we were we were having a laugh, you know, just in the room, being a bit dirty, having a bit of crack. But it was seeing just me. It was the first time we had been outside of our bubble. Mm -hmm. um, when I talked about Twinbrook being our bubble and, and things like that, like other than school or the town would have been the furthest we have went. But when you got to come and meet these guys from like East Belfast and, and Banbridge and Dan Patrick, and you were going, some of these guys are dead on. Do you know what I mean? Like and you were going. You like football? I flip the same here, but having a band there, and and you got to see that. So there was something like that meeting new people outside your wee bubble that you thought that that was your life, that you thought that that's what that was you for the rest of your life in your wee bubble with the same faces. Um, and there was something in that that we were like, actually, there's something in that that grabbed us and was really, really unique. And it was like all these guys just come together and just hang mm -hmm. out and have a laugh, and then you the big games and and things like that. So as that went along, you you sort of like. You bit the ball and you were like, right, do you know what, actually, I don't mind doing this prime bit for half an hour, I can do it. We're going to have a laugh after, we'll mm -hmm. go back to the room and dead on. And then, and then even some of the staff, do you know, like just the relationships, they were, it was just different. Like I'd been there, we'd been to a lot of youth centres growing up, just anywhere that we could play football, a youth centre was after, not we'd have been there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. But there was something different about the staff and how they, they engaged with you, how they just wanted to know you, how they were just genuine. There was something really raw and like, they just wanted to get to know you and we were a handful like and they still want to be able to know us do you know what i mean i think that was something that was really unique it didn't matter what we'd done or how they still wanted to know who you were regardless mm -hmm. of how much of a handful we were and it was something that we we probably weren't we didn't have that well we didn't know that in any way where else we'd been i don't know why i was only up the street from us but for us it was the bible bashers um, and that was your common theme through Edinburgh and we were like don't go there blah 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 they don't even play football they don't even have a playstation don't go there um, and little did we know that was the stuff that we didn't want do you, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean um, so they were they were definitely the things that stood out to me the most uh, it was a lot of people coming together who you had never met um, being able to get on with them um, definitely opening up opportunities um, that you didn't expect to have and the staff high just high raw um, and unique and genuine they were and just wanting to know you um, and wanting to sort of walk alongside you and 
some staffs than others, obviously, because of the areas um, and things like that. But it was, yeah, they were definitely some of the highlights from that residential that continued on throughout mm-hmm. the journey. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. That's good. Right, that, that's cool. That's, uh, that's, that's interesting. Uh, uh, just to pick up on something you said there, like you said that they, they had no PlayStations and that was the stuff that you didn't want or something like that. Um, what, yeah. what do you mean by that? Uh, what, why do I have no PlayStations? Why do they run it like that? And, and what do you mean that that's the stuff that you don't want? So it was, it was really weird because when you, we came from a, an area that was sort of seen as like socially depraved. Now, I say that lately because me and my friends, a lot of our friends we grew up with, like we're very grateful. Like we had great, great upbringings. We, I, I was spoiled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I was a lonely child for a lot of 10, 10 years. So I was, I was spoiled in that sense. But as an area as a whole, that's how, how we were seen. So a lot of our youth centers would have come in. Like we had pool tables, they had PlayStations. But that was it. Like there was something that was, it was all plastic. Like it really was. Like when we went and done it, you were like, you were left to your own. We were doing it. And I remember one of the first nights um, when we went to YI, there was no PlayStation. Um, and it was a like a coffee bar night is what it was called which is like sit down and enjoy at each table and you, you broke off into teams and you done games and there was something like there was no none of that artificial stuff that like you just were left to your own device like the staff and the volunteer team at that point were like let's get up and do games and one of the games was like nappies with Nutella in it and you had to like <laughs> who would eat the most Nutella out of the nappy at all and, and, <laughs> and things like that you were like and we and going and we loved it and it was like that was so much better than sitting playing the playstation for an hour like we uh, had that you just uh, had a laugh you're sitting at the table with your closest friends and you're just having banter back and forth then some of them are going for challenges and then you're coming back for challenges and and you're just having a laugh for your closest friends but not only that then the staff you see them they're not just sitting in a corner they weren't sitting at a radiator going oh yeah who's on next or, or who's this blah, blah blah like they were up there making making agents of themselves but there was something that we mm-hmm. we took from that that was like but these are real people here do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and they were just having a laugh and it was that stuff where we were like actually do you know what we hold so much more value to that sitting around a table playing games with right, each other yeah. um than, than sitting at a playstation console yeah, do, do yeah. you know what i mean it's one of the things that i, I think uh, um the kind of like young people growing up just now because everybody's got a phone from an early age, like there's just so much tech yeah. available, which is a really good thing, right? Because yeah. can you imagine this lockdown yeah. if we didn't have the tech, right? Um, and it is amazing. It's, it's a really amazing thing. But I think it makes it harder for young people because you've got so much entertainment available to you that it makes it harder when everything's taken away, like... Yeah that actually some of that stuff can be a wee bit fake and a wee bit plastic, as you say, where they don't learn to create yeah. their own fun or, or something like that. Um, and, and it can be yeah. harder to yeah. learn how, how to do that. Um, because actually, but yeah. when you do that, you have to do it with other people and that has to build relationship. Because when you're looking through a phone, it's just, okay. I don't know, there's a, there's a gap. Really. It's a really interesting thing with, with the new kind of modern world and all that. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Right. Um, could you give us, if you, if you can think of it, give us um, maybe your top three YI moments, um, the kind of, the things yeah. that really stand out, maybe, you might have more than three, obviously, but uh, if, if there's three moments that really yeah. stand out as something, either profound moments or really funny stories or something like that. 
this this one's hard. It's hard to, to narrow it down, like because when you when you start thinking of when one highlight pops in, mm. ten more pop in, yeah, and yeah. then do you, do you know what I mean? And it had that domino effect. So like, I've been in YINI coming up near just just over eight years, and like, you could feel like you've been there for twenty, like uh-huh. you, with the amount of opportunities and experiences. But I suppose. If I'm talking about three personal highlights, and just for me, I suppose I would say the main one that has to stick out would be I had an opportunity to go to the, the Detroit for a, a, a summer, um, and we worked with a youth organization called Youth Works Detroit, mm-hmm. um, and that wouldn't have been possible um, only through youth initiatives, the, the 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 bridge and the connection that they had, um, and that was that is something that that changed my life um, for the better. Um, and it was definitely it's been been something that I'll never forget, but it's also changed my life so much after. Um, and it, it that just came from a journey um, of deciding that like do you know what actually I I enjoy, I talked about school and doing quite well, and one of the things that I'd said was I actually wanted to be an accountant. Um, and maths I done really well in maths. Uh, maths was something that just came easy to me. And then my aunt is an accountant and I decided to go and work experience to her place. And I was like, right, so when do you want to do something? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I sat behind this desk, counting money all day, changing doing figures. And she was like, yeah, that's what we do. And I was like, what? Do you not like get to go out and meet people and not get to go to businesses, talk through ideas, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, we sit here, we count our money, we find the best way to make more money. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, d- I don't know if I could do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I was going... I'm not sure. And it, and it was that like sort of brainwave. I, I realized that I was like, I can't do the behind the desk stuff. I get, I need to be on the go. I need to be flexible. And so that started that off being like, within why I being like, I actually like what you're doing. You're meeting new people all the time. You're being genuine. You're opening up to people. You're helping young people who don't know what they want to do with their life and put them on a path. Actually, that's really interesting. I wouldn't mind getting involved in that. So starting to look at different opportunities of how, how I could become a youth worker. And then it was like, wait, okay, we volunteered in the summer schemes and, and things like that. And the opportunity for Detroit and, and a guy called Tony. And my eye was like, well, what about this? Why don't you look at this? And I was like, what do you mean? I have to go to Detroit on my own? And I was 19 at the time. And I was like, I have to go to Detroit on my own for three months. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I says, but a group of guys that I don't really know. And he was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not sure how I would do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. what if I'm out there and I flip out and I crack up? Like, your brothers just will be there together that one of them will help you through their things do you know what I mean and I was like do you know what actually if I need to do this and I was going through a tricky time in my life at that point um, a few decisions that I had to make and actually it took me to be on my own with uh, a group of brothers that could actually call me on um, and challenge me in ways that people people who were close to me at the time mm. couldn't mm-hmm. um, so that's definitely my main highlight uh, I would say because without why I never would have had that um, mm-hmm. and that Detroit summer definitely changed my life um number two see it's fine it's it's tricky so there was two one was a mission trip and one was a service trip um and i sorry a pilgrimage um so the uh, last two years i went to magicory um took two youth groups to magicory from my eye and st louise's and another high school in the area um and they were there was something unique about them like just seeing young people challenge themselves um, in ways that I'd never seen before. And, for example, uh, climbing a mountain, young people who would have said, 
Curtis, I can't do this. There's no way I'm going to make it up there. But the yeah. And being like, well, do you know what? Let's do it together. Let's go at your pace. Let's not run up ahead of each other. Let's. And then the see the sense of achievement when they got to the top and being like, I never would have thought I'd have done that. Same same principle, same background as myself, coming from an area where they'd never they would be in their own wee bubble. Um, they get the opportunity to travel the world, get on a plane for the first time, climb a mountain, see sites that they would never see before. Um, and that was amazing to see to be a part of being a leader on that, um, to be a leader and. See see the young people doing that and journeying alongside them. That will then lead into my, my next highlight, which was Romania, being being there as a young person. This was a, an opportunity where I was on a similar trip with two, two weeks. You were there um, with a group of young men um, led by you and Fenty. Um, and Trev. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, Trev. <laughs> Trev had us out in the press-ups. Remember? <laughs> press-up competitions after our full day's work. And, and that was amazing. Um, we would have a tough for humanity. Um, and I love that. Uh, just, again, it's these opportunities is a word that I, I keep saying, but it's because it's something that why I give you unteen fold that you, you just don't expect. Um, the opportunities just that you, and you just have to be willing to take them and you just have to be willing to go for it. Like, again, traveling the world, I, I love traveling. Um, but traveling the world with a group of people that you don't necessarily know isn't always appealing. Uh, and some of my best memories in life I came out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah the opportunity to go and serve in a country like and that's why I say like I looked at our area and we would be we would be highlighted as a socially deprived area um, and getting the opportunity to go to Romania we're really not socially deprived and we're really not um, mm-hmm. we're really not challenged um, mm-hmm. and I can say that hand on heart growing up in an area where that's all you ever heard um, when you got the Romanian, you seen that. Um, it was phenomenal. Like you, you'll remember well, like when we went to the the orphanage today and we took yeah. him out for dinner, remember? Yeah. And there was this this young girl, um, very little English, and I remember going to the shop and I bought her an ice cream and mm-hmm. I swore the look on her face was priceless. Like I'll never forget it. It was like Christmas and I was like, mm-hmm. It's just a nice lolly. But to mm-hmm. that wee girl, it meant everything. Um and they're just something that you're not gonna see um in your wee bubble. Like that was just something that I was never gonna experience unless I went to the Romania on that mission trip and again why I presented me that opportunity and I was very grateful afterwards changed my a bit of my outlook on especially the area that I came from um, mm-hmm. if that made sense because mm-hmm. growing up you can have quite a negative look I, I know I said when it's our area it's ours and we could have a negative outlook on it but after yeah. that you, you definitely had a different a different spin on your area and I was like actually you know what we're so we need to be a wee bit more appreciative of what we actually had here Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, mate. So if I had the narrow it there, and they would be my three. Yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant. Thank you. No, it's aye. There's special moments that that orphanage. That's one of the highlights of my anything I did in, in youth initiatives ever was was going to that orphanage and seeing all the young people yeah. just interacting with all these um, children and just playing with them and just uh, like. Yeah. I don't know, it's one of the happiest moments I've ever experienced, just everybody was yeah. really happy the kids, the young yeah. people that were okay. there with us and, and us as staff um, it was cool it was like, I don't know, you're in proper, when I think of like moments where we were in the zone and we were just like doing exactly what we were yeah. meant to do yeah, yeah. Is that, that was that's one of the moments I think of cool, so I, I guess 
with, with all that being said, this this is maybe an easy question, but why why then did you become a youth worker? Um, um, I suppose the main reason was I explained a little bit about mm -hmm. not wanting to be behind a desk and wanting mm -hmm. to be more hands on. But being honest, it was more seeing how a youth worker uh, walked alongside me. Um, and many youth workers, to be fair, walked alongside me in my journey. Um, from, I suppose, childhood and the adulthood. Um, but it wasn't just through the good moments. It was through the tough times. It was through the most challenging times when nine, nine out of ten people would have turned away. Mm. Um, and to have that and, the, and the, to, to experience it was like, do you know what? Actually, I would love to do that. I would love to be able to do that for some young people. I would love to be able to give these that I had um, and, and just be able to walk alongside them through the mess, through through the shitstorms that they come up with every day. And and I know you talked about it there about the technology, but it takes young people have so many different like challenges to face that we mm. we never did um, mm. with the likes of the technology uh, and stuff like that. So it's great to be able to walk alongside young people and say and let's just journey and just be like right okay if i say i'm with you then i'm with you doesn't matter if it's the good the bad the ugly i'm with you um, and because i had that experience with young uh youth workers doing that with me it made it a lot easier to be like actually do you know what i want to do this um because mm. definitely not do it for the money <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, good good um Cool. So just come on to the last few questions. What what is why I meant for your life? Where are you because of why I where might you be without it? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I flip. Why I has always been a massive part of my life. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's easy to say it saved your life or blah blah blah, but I know it's put me it's made me a better person and it's put me in a better place in life. So to argue saying that hasn't saved my life would be rude. Do you know what I mean? Mm, to be like yeah. it's not for um, it put me back on the education um, having like I said about these youth workers being on my back to go back and do a youth work degree um, things like that I, I was I was in a, I was an interesting teenager I had a I grew up in crowds obviously playing football and, and boxing and, and things like that you, you have your crowds of friends and at a stage in my life a crowd of my friends weren't weren't great people for me um, weren't gonna weren't gonna push me in the right path. And I remember a guy saying to me, he said this line and he loves this line. I don't know if you've heard it. He says, Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. And I remember looking at it going and I remember hearing it and it was like it was like a thing in the mouth. It was it was like shit. Like there was something in it that was like and at that moment I had to take a serious look at myself and I knew there was gonna be friendships that I'd had from I was nappies that I was going to have to walk away from. And it wasn't going to be easy. Um, and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. But I knew for where I wanted to be in life or what I wanted to do with my life, I had to do that. Yeah. And again, that was a youth worker and why I said that to me. It was like, do you know what I mean? At first you sort of take your back. Why, what do you talk? What do you know about my friends? It's a couple mm -hmm. of you. Like, do you, know, do you know what I mean? You get that, you get your back up, you get defensive. But when you, when you have no one looking at you and you can think about it and you can be genuine, you're like, Actually, yeah, he's got a point. And and me personally, I don't like to admit that people are right. 
Um, so sometimes having to be like bite the bullet <laughs> and bite the bullet and be like, okay, he, he's ways words. And it was up to me to take the advice and I did. Um, so I had, there were some decisions that weren't going well in my life. Um, drinking, uh, fighting, women, stuff like that just wasn't, it just wasn't good for me who I was trying to be as a man. Um, and I had to make some decisions. And a part of that, and that was where the journey of the life came. It was around the same time that I was deciding to go to, to, to Detroit. Um, because for me to shut off from all them people, I actually physically had to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it was too easy. It was too easy to join in with the lads saying, here, Curtis, we're going to go for five or six, no problem. And then we're going to go out at the weekend. Oh, you know what, sure, no problem. Like, it was too easy to do that. And it, and it would have made it a lot more challenging to just say, no. Um, so physically being in a different country with different men and, and women and, and challenging in different ways coming home from that experience i was like actually i see the difference in these two lives that i, I want to live and so yeah why i that was the reason that it's changed my life and i owe a lot to why i um so i continue to do what i do as a youth worker and i love being a part of why i um and that's part of the reason that i stuck around um and made me want to just be here, do you know what I mean, and continue to be involved. There's something really just unique within my eye, and you can't really experience it until you're involved. Mm. Good, good. Um, last question, mate. When are you coming to visit YI Scotland? Well, obviously, with all this going on at the minute, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, shortly after this is done. Because a few, a few of the guys, and I'll give them a shout out, a few of the guys that. We, uh, when they came over for the residence, I'd love to go over and see them. I was looking forward to seeing them at the football tournament. Um, it sadly would have been that weekend yeah. there. Um, but it definitely will be over soon. Um, and I definitely will be hoping to come over and, and at least join in on some of the programs um, and see what sort of youth work um, and just get to see some of you guys and show some of them the West Belfast. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd love Good. to get over. Um, I would love to have you over something. Um, Curtis, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. Um, really, really encouraged, inspired by your answers. Um, and and what you've done with your life, how, how you've made difficult choices and stuck by them. So thank you very much for your time. And I will speak to you soon. Thank you, Emily. It's been great, mate. Good chatting. And hopefully, hopefully someone can hear it who can enjoy it. Good. Good, man. <laughs> Cheers.